Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. You are your own worst enemy. And I've said this to Chris before, and I think I said on the last podcast, be a better you and hire people. Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This podcast is designed to help contractors in every trade learn to run their business more efficiently and profitably by eliminating chaos, discovering new profit opportunities, and learning how to use the best tools out there to rocket their business to the next level. Hi everyone, welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. My name is Kathleen, I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hi Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great today, Kathy. Oh my God, what a fun and and meaningful podcast we have coming your way today. We have Rob Smith, aka Splash, from the Blue Collar Tribe podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Splash is amazing. He is so filled, jam-packed, I would say, with great information. And he is a longtime service contractor and a social media specialist. We talk with Splash about how businesses complexify, become more complex as they grow. Scaling is not always simple, but even if you know how to do it, it doesn't mean it's right for your company. Everybody wants to grow, but you want to grow the right way. This has been a recurring theme with some recent podcasts of ours. And we dive in a little bit with Splash to talk about in what ways growth can be complicated and not just complex. And we talk about good tools and methods, management styles that power the right kind of growth. And we even talk about that taboo subject of scaling down and not up. We always have a good conversation with Splash, no matter what it is. Hi, Splash. Welcome to our podcast. It's so exciting to have you with us. Well, thanks for having me back. It's been a minute. See you guys traveling the world, making changes for the contractors, which is what I love to see. Yeah, we've we've been around a little bit. We went mm. to Denver and we were in Chicago. You guys went to Chicago, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And yep, Tom we spoke at the CPIA. Commercial nice. Painting Industry Association. So yeah, we uh we've been around having some fun, helping people yep. learn more about Estimate Rocket. Some people don't know about us. Some people know just enough to say, like, okay, I got more questions. Let us see the inside of what you guys do there. Um, I know you're involved in a lot of groups, Splash, and you have um, education sessions. We've been on podcasts with you. You've been on our podcast. We see you around. So let's just ask you real quick though. What's new? What's new with Blue Collar Tribe these days? <laughs> it it changes every day. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, one, I am somewhat enjoying retirement, but I'm not golfing and fishing as as much as I want. You know, a lot of a lot of things that people don't know that I've been doing is that I work a lot of backside social media for companies. You know, where it's a, a paint company or a new tool company. Like here's one right here. I uh, just got this in the mail. This is um, Smart Square Tools. They were at the National Hardware Show. 
Mm-hmm. And I just kind of lead them and guide them on, on what social media should look like for them in the scale of being blue collar, you know, because I think any business, white collar, pink collar, blue collar, you got to be on social media. And I was really lucky. I hate to say that word, but I, you know, I don't want to over pat myself on the back. But like I got lucky with understanding marketing in the space. So we uh, are getting ready for season 11 of the podcast. I took a really longer hiatus than I thought because we went to Dominican Republic for vacation and it was two weeks. And my wife is like, hey, every vacation is two weeks. I'm getting ready to go to Ireland. So I'm busy traveling, but I'm still, like Chris said, I'm in a lot of groups helping contractors succeed their goals in pushing products. And I want to tell you, Splash, from one owner to another, um, don't, you need to take your vacations. You need your, your body is your tool, right. To get through this world and you can't succeed as a business owner. And I know I'm at fault here as well, because Tom and I have had a long discussion. Estimate Rocket's been out on the ground seven years now. And for seven, really for eight years, we'd take a week at Christmas, but that's it. And everyone around us is going on two-week vacations and cruises and this and that. (laughs) And Tom and I are taking no vacation. And so I just said to him, 2024, we're going back to taking our vacation time. And we need downtime because we go so fast every single day, even on the weekends, because as an owner, it never stops, right? So you have these responsibilities, people are reaching out to you, getting back to you, they want to talk to you, everyone has my cell phone number. And that's sometimes unfortunate, because I get it all on the weekends and at night. So, so I can't encourage everyone enough, you need as a business owner, you will actually succeed at a much higher and rapid pace if your tool which is your body your mind and your soul is in sync and is healthy and and we all need that especially with the world crazy world going on around us we need to maintain our our body our tool well 100 one thing i tell contractors when they're in this space of like you you know splash you travel a lot and i did when i had my business but i i understood the mythology behind it Mm -hmm. is when you started your business or before you started you had a lot of downtime Mm -hmm. so you were able to be creative you were able to say hey look you know what i'm going to start a paint company we're going to call it skyline painting okay you came up with the name probably took you a week or two then you thought okay i don't want to have one employees or don't have five you figure that out because you had downtime Vacations are for that. And and in my social media course that we'll be launching here at the beginning of the year, it, I have some companies testing it right now in the paint world, but it's all, it's for every contractor is the very first thing I tell people is if you're a business owner, nobody cares. Your, your family, your friends, nobody cares about your business. And, and I mean that from like genuinely from the heart. Right. My wife got really offended when I said that. I like presented <laughs> it to her. She and got she, offended for you or what? <laughs> no, for her. She's like, I care. I said, no, you don't. Oh. I said, and, and I don't, I'll keep this as, I, I know, I'll keep it. I'll say it in the cleaner version of what I said in my podcast. When you're in the shower, when you're driving your car, when you're tying your shoes, you're constantly thinking about your business. You're thinking about right. it. Right. My wife wasn't thinking about splash painting when she was in the shower. Mm-hmm. She has her own job and her own business. So when you do go on vacation, that's time that 
in that, and I tell my employees when I had the employees, I would tell them, go, don't worry about what's here. And they're not even the, I mean, like we're narrowing down like to the employees because employees don't care about your business. They care about having a job when they get home. Right. And so I always wanted to make that suggestion to my employees. Like, Hey, when you're on vacation, bro, you're on vacation. Go enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Go live it up. Mm -hmm. Post. I want to see pictures. I want to hear about it. Don't worry about what's happening here. When you get back, trust me, I got a lot of work for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, I, I, you, you hit on the head. It's so important, but I think a lot of people, uh, they, a vacation doesn't need to be spending money outrageously. It doesn't. No. Stay K, right? You can stay in your own home and go for walks and bikes and, you know, bike rides and all that stuff. You don't You just have to shut this off. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, There's this meme that goes around like people that keep their phone up means they're, you know, their business owners, people that keep their phone down, they're trying to hide something from someone. I'm like, no, I actually like, even with my notifications off, my phone's always been down. It's been a tray I've had for years mm-hmm. because if you see a light flash, what do you, what, what are we inherently geared toward to look a fireman's behind you, a police officer, you see a flashing light, you have right. a reaction, right? So let's minimize that reaction. Keep your phone down, keep it in the bedroom. There's many times like we get in the car and I'm telling my daughter, Hey, bam, can you go get my phone? And she's like, where's it at? You know, because right. I just don't, you have to disconnect in a way. Right. Chris disconnects and, a lot with reading. Have, I know that. And you have to disconnect from the lights and the, I know, I know that before I go to bed, I can't be looking at my phone. I can't be even looking at television. I need to disconnect from the lights and the visual stimulation of all that to, again, it's part of the body, mind, and soul, um, just coming together and aligning and quieting the mind and all that. So are you that way, Chris? Do you have to, do you have to have down screen time? Chris before is bed? smiling. <laughs> I'm not, I can, I can be watching wrestling. Oh, like okay. WWE <laughs> from 1989. You can watch oh, smashing I can watch it and, and then and go to bed and it's coming not out of a people's problem. mouths and still fall asleep. <laughs> Kind of Are depends. You, yeah, it, it does. It depends for me. Yeah, I, I, I just depends on if I need what kind of noise I need or no noise. Sometimes, I, you know, what I found some peace in. Jason Paris sent me um, some recommendations for some movies, and if you know Jason Paris, and we did a podcast with him, Kathy, yeah, recently, yeah. you know, like so, you know, we know that oh, he's know. like, yeah, he's he's silly, he's funny, he's really intelligent, but he will. All of a sudden, shake things up in a conversation. And you're like, "What?" But <laughs> smart dude. But he sent something out, and it was a movie that was a French movie made in the 50s or something like that. And it was called Playtime, and I had to search really hard to find it. And it was just this weird movie about bureaucracy, and it's kind of like a comedy, but there's not really much dialogue in it. Anyway, I love that it's background. I, I love the busyness and the nonsense of it, and mm-hmm. the office sounds. It's almost like the soothing background when uh, you, the office, the series, the office with Michael mm-hmm. Scott and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, when it starts, you'll hear the background office noises of uh, keyboards and printers and things like that. And it's soothing in a way. And I'm like, why is that soothing? That's something you're always trying to get away from. But I think <laughs> it's the sense that busyness is happening. That doesn't involve me. I'm right. not needed. It's almost like a, <laughs> a sound that says you're not needed, Chris. Yeah. And, and maybe that message is as soothing as the silence itself. Sometimes. 
because I have my own script, my background noise that plays when it's quiet. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of depends on when it is and what it is. You, you know what I love? And I love water. We actually, the office has water views. Um, our home is about uh, a block from the water. So mm-hmm. we love being around water and it really aligns me mentally. So um, what we do is Tom has this rule when we are, when he's home at night, he loves cooking. He's a great, great chef. So, I better get an invite. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get you an invite. But anyway, <laughs> when he's cooking, he loves to have music on, and I enjoy that as well. But sometimes I put on surfing. So on YouTube, you can you can have different shows. We don't have any sound playing, but there's these great surfers that they film it all around the world, and it's pretty crazy. And I love watching that. So. Um, you know, I don't watch it before I go to bed, but we I need to come build you a Triton ton. And I love that people are doing these now. Like I was just telling my wife, I want one in the kitchen so I can watch football from all four angles. But mm. a lot of families are doing that where they have like a TV that's now a picture frame. They can change there's no sound. Right. I love that idea. Yeah. But I'm I'm a noise person though. I love I I'm probably opposite than you too. I love loudness I, because I hear so much all the time, anyways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it doesn't drown it. It just allows me to focus more direct on what I'm, what I'm trying to focus on. Keyword was trying though. I really love this topic. Let's talk about growth and the complexity that comes with growth. How do our contractors, how are they dealing with increasing in the complexity when it comes to job management, um, sales, employee management, financing? You know, it's a lot to take on when you have a painting company mm-hmm. and how do they deal with this and still see amazing growth year over year? Um, great question. And the answer is not going to be favorable to most people, but start handing out job duties. As mm-hmm. the business owner, you can't handle it. You're not an octopus. Sorry. Yeah. Like, stop it. it it's right. It is overwhelming. It is exhausting. I'm about ready for the blue collar tribe to hire someone because I can't do it all. I just mm-hmm. can't. And and I'm fine with that. But business owners, um, I've seen it a lot. I have many, many of conversations a week, like you, Kathy, everyone has my phone number and I'm okay with, I love it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. But I, you ever, you ever feel inspired? Like you wake up in the morning and you have a thought about somebody, like just someone that you know, like, I need to reach out to that person like that. That's me. Any, anyone that's a friend of mine knows like you'll randomly just get a text message from me or a phone call. Like, Hey, I'm running. I'm, I'm running. I'm thinking about, you, you know, so about two weeks ago, I reached out to a, a, a painter friend of mine. Um, I'll, I'll say it's painting by Tyler. And I was like, Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Like, I was thinking about you, you know, had a little meditation and your big old beard popped into my face, into my head. And he's like, dude, it, and, he, and he went down this rabbit hole, like what was wrong? And I tell him, I said, and he's like, what would you do? I said, hire people hire people. We're, we're so afraid as business owners mm-hmm. to give something of our business away. And what I mean by that is in, in actuality, you're not giving the business away because your name's still on it. You're paying the insurance mm-hmm. and all the things mm-hmm. that need to go in. But it's, it's like, I get to the root of why you started your business. Every person that's a business owner started their business. Now, even if the reason you started the business was because you hated your old manager, you thought, man, I can weld better. I can do all this. And you branched out and became a welder. 
what about welding did you love? Was it the setup? Was it the, you know, we'll, we'll talk painters, but I want to talk all contractors. Was it the prep work? Was it the conversation with the customers? Was it training the new guys and gals that were hiring? Whatever your passion was, that's your focus. Everything else underneath that umbrella of your business, we'll just say splash painting for conversation purposes. We, if I started my paint business today, this is a full example of what I would do different in my business. I'd hire a sales rep. I love sales, but I would hire someone who could sell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up a topic and I hope it comes understanding with sensitivity. I mean this wholeheartedly. There's a gap bridge that I tried building. And I think that a lot of companies fell with this right now is the language barrier. There's a lot of language barrier in the trades, whether it's a Hispanic owner or a Latin, you know, a, a Caucasian owner. There is a lot of, of like disconnect there. Now that we can say that for another topic, but you need to hire someone who can understand that and manage the team. So I'd hire a manager to manage that. You know, I would do all the backside stuff. That's not what I love, but it's what I'm really good at. So I love the application. Those that are watching the video, like I paint this wall. Like this is what you see behind me is how I started my business. I just did walls and and loved doing the, the symmetrics of it and all those things. But to your question, you are your own worst enemy. And I've said this to Chris before, and I think I said in the last podcast, be a better you and hire people. Mm-hmm. Hire people. When you hire someone, you hire them with the inherent understanding of an emotional connection that, hey, you know what? Kathy, be really good at hosting interviews. That's your job. And the minute you hire Kathy, done. You meet with her when you need to. You don't overconversate. You let that person who you hire shine because that is letting them be a better them. And by doing so, they will appreciate the paycheck and what they're able to do with the skill set they're bringing to the company. And I think a mm-hmm. lot, no, I don't think, I know. I know a lot of companies fell that. And it's really hard because it's an ego that you feel like, well, if I let this person have that, they're I'm not owner of it anymore. It's like, no, yeah. open up, like be a flower, like bloom. <laughs> like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can only do so many things well in a day. Mm-hmm. And for any owner to think that they can do everything, absolutely not. And I want to share with everyone that don't be afraid. You know, um, there's a book, Face the Fear, and and what we've built at Estimate Rocket over the last year and a half, we've doubled this company because we've also doubled in 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 sales and all that. So you have to keep up with everything. But I can't imagine not being with these team members. They are all amazing people. And we it's a second family, right, Chris? It's we have our own initial family and then we have the Estimate Rocket family. These people are also different. I love their opinions about everything and their insight. So what I would say is don't be afraid. If you if if you don't grow, you die in a business. Yeah. Or you can keep doing the same thing over and over again and you're going to kill yourself. That's what will happen. So and I said so I was I was on the road at a trade show. And this young gentleman walked up to me and he he said he was a one-man show and he didn't know if he wanted 
to hire other team members because he had a bad experience in the past. And so I said to him, well, what happens if you get sick and you're in the hospital? How is your family going to survive? And what happens if this, you know, I've owned my own companies for 30 years. I know all the scenarios. And, and I said, you know, I just feel that you're not, maybe have three or four people, but don't just have yourself because I don't see how that is going to benefit you in any way. So you always have to have backup and people trained and you need to go on vacation with your family. You can't, you can't not do that either. So he agreed with me once I, you know, was sharing some insight that. Well, it's, it's true. You, there's, I, I want to grab a book. If you can give me like 12 seconds of that. Sure. Hold on. Sure. One, two, three. <laughs> Chris wow, is Wow, three seconds. <laughs> I don't know how long that was. Hey, this is a book called Manifest. I love it. I read it. I'm not a cover to cover person unless it's a, a biography. If it's a, this is seven steps, uh, seven steps to living your best life. Since COVID happened, there's been a lot. I, I talked to a painter in California. He had 35 guys before COVID. Everything after that went to shit. And now it's just him. And we had a four hour conversation on Instagram face video. And I really dug down into why and respect the guy. I understand his position 100%. But you said something that was interesting. This gentleman said, well, I had a bad experience. Well, guess what? Most people I know, if not everyone, we've had bad experiences. We've been in relationships with someone. We, we've been broken up with or we've broken up. You've given another relationship a chance. Um, your sports teams, your sports team loses on a Sunday. I'm a diehard football fan, but you go back. So I'm going to call BS. I'm, I'm throwing the flag. That's BS. What you really need to do is manifest. You manifested yourself to be a business owner. Okay. And if you think about it, and I don't, I don't mean this in the religious relic. I mean this in just the human element of being a con, a cautious person, a conscious person who thinks daily you're driving your vehicle, you're on a job site and you're telling yourself like, I need to hire this or I need another job. I need to make sure I have work for next week. Let's just go down. That. That's a common one. Like I need this. It always works out in some way, shape or form because you're manifesting. Now I'm a book person. I have a huge book stand right there. And, and I, and I love, I'm the kind of person who picks up a book, reads a page or two and like, Oh great. That's cool. And I like to think about it, but back to the business aspect, you don't need to be a reader. You manifested your business. So manifest the positions you need. But when you do, the beautiful thing about manifest, uh, when you manifest something is when you do, you fed it enough as if it were a garden and you don't need to tend to it other than to water it from time to time. It's the same thing when you're hiring people. Let them be them. That's the, I've said this twice now, but like, that's a one, that's a huge thing I'm seeing in companies. They're just, you're so nervous. Now to the gentleman that said, Hey, I mainly only be one man crew. I, most of the most successful contractors I know are five people or less in their business. Well, there's framers, all of them. They're five people. Why? It's easy to manage. They don't, there's less stress. And you have a well-oiled machine. And that's, I think, 
where a lot of companies fail themselves is that you don't allow time to work. You think that, oh, hey, Chris, I'm going to hire you to be my sales rep. You expect Chris, for whatever reason, that he's going to give you a million sales in a week, but now he only comes with 200,000. Let him manifest. He's learning the character that he's playing in your business. Just like you, you're a character. I, I'm, I'm a character. I go by splash. Like it, it's, it's fun and business should be. If you're not having fun in what you're doing, go work for someone else. Like lower your ego and go work for someone else. If you're having fun, but you're having like, I want to do this, I want to that. Like, you know, with Estimate Rocket, I, I've been watching you guys and I've, and I've listened to the testimonies and I'm seeing people work with the program. And one of my courses that I'm, that I have built is built around understanding that software programs in your business as an employee, not all employees breathe oxygen, but there are software programs like what you guys offer to customers, to the contractors, like it's an employee. You have to check in on it. You need to use it and work through it. But just like anything else in life, everything needs some attention, but it doesn't need to be a helicopter parent. If you don't know Mm -hmm. what that means, go Google it. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's so true. I mean, how many times for you, you know, when you're out on a, you said you could do trade shows. I mean, you're in Denver. I I think you were in Denver too, weren't you? Yeah, we both were. When you're in Denver, you have to give so much attention to those people coming to you. Like, hey, Kathy, I haven't seen you in years. Like, if I, you know, you trust Chris. You trust everyone else that's with you to do their job. When you get back to the office, have the same trust. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it, it's such an, it's such an anchor to your business that you need to cut loose. Right. Let me, let me ask you a question, kind of to expand on this whole idea. I know you're talking about hiring, managing, mm-hmm. giving people autonomy, Um you know, building trust in the company, but there's also the the idea of, you know, you, you mentioned five or under tends to work really well with a lot of companies and probably for good reason. I mean, Jason Paris was on talking about a lot of business owners are not cut out to be middle managers. So you reach a point to where it's a um, oh, economy of scale, economy of scale. It's basically saying we worked good at this size, but what we, the model didn't work good at this size. And it's one is you need professional middle managers people who know how to kind of run personnel and a lot of people in business, they may be the technician and they have a good sense of like, if I could be involved and I can help make it happen, also manage people. But when you're now completely trusting other people to do it and you're trying to get one good training practices, which we see a lot of companies don't do, Mm -hmm. we're helping them learn estimate rocket. And we find that they're not carving out time for people to learn a tool. And so if it's one tool, it's a lot of tools. It's, you know, maybe you're teaching them how to paint or how to, you know, do concrete repair or whatever it is, but are you, are you teaching them like how to use the tools to make those things easier? Once they get up to supervisory levels, are you teaching them how to supervise performance reviews, all those kinds of things that takes, you have to carve out time to train. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't feel equipped to help their team do that. So there's a lot of things that go along with growth. And I know you've, you've talked a lot about this before too, that there's this hype to grow. Nick Mays talked about this recently too. It's, it's almost like a hysteria to just grow at any cost. And there's things that come along with growth. There's pros and cons, I guess. So let me, let me ask you without talking through the list of pros and cons specifically, let's, let's assume like there's a right way to grow. 
what are some other things along with what you mentioned? So your management style, hiring people, what are some other things that you would suggest might be like good tools or good, good styles? Stay off social media. Stay off. Wow. That's that counterintuitive. probably sounds weird. coming. From I didn't think you'd say that. <laughs> Tell me more. Now I feel guilty because I'm the person who, like <laughs> I'm an OG. Like I was on social media before y'all knew what it was. And like, I mean that humbly. I mean, this very, I mean, I like sounds humble. If you're, if you're listening, please. I mean this humbly. A lot of people have forgotten their contractors with social media. That's all about likes. How many views, how many followers? Guess what? If you have a hundred thousand followers, cause you paid for them or you organically earn them, they ain't paying your paycheck. The labor you do does. Now, what I mean by that wholeheartedly is this. If you're a content creator, just like if you show up at a job, if you look, I this was my training mentality for any contract that work. I always trained from the aspect of if I hired you, Chris, I want you to be your own paint business owner in a few years. I always had the understanding that you were going to leave me, which I wanted you to. Business. That's well, if, it, if it's happening or if it's going to happen, you might as well understand it. Yes, <laughs> you know? because I think, okay, for me though, it taught them that they were going to either be a business owner or they were not going to be a business owner. Okay. So they have that aspect of life. But when you talk about like, what can you do training things is don't recreate the will. Honestly, and I got so much crap for saying this and I don't mind it. Painting is like mindless work. Like most anybody can paint a wall and cut trim. Now, are we talking about detail like this or the prep work? You as a painter get paid for prep. As a welder, you're getting paid for the well. The understanding of where your inches are inches. When you're a framer, you're understanding your degrees of difficulties of what you're doing. That is the root, the base of the foundation. And there's another book called Triangles. I've actually sent it to Chris to read. And it talks about what in your life you're doing. So in your business, this is the strongest. I'm holding up a triangle right now. It's actually called a square. But it looks like a triangle because it's shaped like wood. It is the strongest object in the world. You can't break it. You can break a circle and break a square, but truly you can't break a triangle. With that being said, if you build the three to four pillars of the foundation, why are you doing what you're doing? What are your goals? A lot we we hear so many people. You said Nick May, he's one of them. You hear a lot of people say, "Let's scale up. Let's get um, you know." Or I hear a lot of them of them say, "Like let's cinch down on the numbers." Those things don't matter to your employees. Stop wasting your breath. That's for you. And I made that mistake too, telling my employees like, hey guys, here's what we're going to do because you are excited. You, you want that excitement, but they don't care. Stop. The, the conversations you have, to, I feel like this is the root of what I'm getting to tell you guys is that the conversation you're having with your employees needs to be about them and what actions need to be done that you may not be happy with. Other than that, let them do what they're skilled to do. If you're letting them do that, it allows you more time to focus on making sure your taxes are paid, making sure you understand Estimate Rocket. If you're not a computer person, look in the mirror and say, you know what? You're an awesome person today because you're going to hire someone who's more techie than you. 
And I don't mean don't be on social media. What I mean is understand the difference. Are you a content creator or are you the contractor? There's a big difference. We'll say that for a long conversation later. But like organically, we just talk too much to our employees with endless conversations that don't matter. And I feel like, you know, back to what you're saying that Jason said, I've heard him talk about it a lot. Leave the fear, Kathy said earlier, leave the fear behind. It's still your business. It is. We, we were such egomaniacs in, in this world when it comes to my name's on this or I created. Yes, everyone knows you created it. Everyone, take your kids and drive them. Take your best friend like, hey, I painted the house, I painted the house, I painted the house. That's cool, you know. But what's really cool is knowing that you can go on vacation, not worry about a phone call, and that your machine is running. Your car doesn't call you when it leave when you leave on vacation. Hey, you haven't driven me in a week. What's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned taking your kids on. You know, to say I painted that house. That's the quickest way to humble yourself is ask if your kids are interested. Ask them if they care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the and, answer and might I, be no. It's okay. That's right. I, I hope that anyone listening to this knows that like I really do truly mean from my heart of hearts 100% organic. I'm not trying to be a jerk right. or anything in this. It's yeah. just that I'm like Tom Reber. I'm going to tell you the way it is because I, one, I've lived it and two, I'm still getting phone calls from so, but Chris, to further conversation, do you understand what, I, does that make sense to you? Maybe you can line it in more ed- elegant words than me, but like stop wasting the hot air you're having with the employees because you're, you're excited about your business. But again, your employees don't care. They just want to show up, work and collect their bread. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm, uh, well, you've we not been on a, about- you've not been on a job site, but it's, it's, you get to a job site and your employees are like, Hey, where's the next job? And I was telling you, right. don't worry about it. I'll tell I, you when we go. I would say, I think the team members care about the company and care about what you're, what, what might be a theme um, that's happening at any particular time, but you don't, they, they don't need to know all the details, you know, as an owner, you do take on additional responsibilities and, you know, face it, you have to work all the time, um, but you do have to carve time out for mental and physical um, downtime and, and recharging your batteries. So, um, but I do think they care and I, and I think that they're engaged, um, but they never signed up to be an owner of the company. So it's a whole different you know, I'm the director of sales, but I'm also an owner. Two different roles. You know, I could have someone else as the director of sales, but I choose to be it because I enjoy it thoroughly. And yeah. it's my thing. You know, I'm good at it. I'm great at it. And I really enjoy it. But those are two separate roles. And, but I do think that people care and want their companies to succeed in general. Yeah. And especially yeah. If they could see where it impacts them. Like Mm -hmm. if they're invested in the company, the company has kind of said your, our success is your success, your success. Mm -hmm. If they can see that connection, I think that matters a whole lot too. But yeah, there are some things they may not care. There's some things they may not care as much about. So, which is what I'm hearing from both of you, but you know, you've talked about small company too. And let me ask about the, if we've talked about scaling up, 
But what about scaling down? Now that's, it's a new challenge to the conversation. Is there a time when somebody's like, I pushed it too fast. I wanted a big name. I wanted to do this. I, I envision this future for us. My employees are feeling less and less engaged with that vision. It's not panning out financially. Our profit, we talk a lot about profit margins in Estimate Rocket. Mm -hmm. We help people focus on that and keep that in the forefront. If they're not making good margins, we would say that's, you're, you're not going to be successful in the long yeah. run and you're not going to be happy and your employees are going to be happy and people are going to be less engaged. Right. Do you, do you have thoughts about whether or not there, there should be a going back to a time or going forward to a smaller company um, scaling down? What's your thoughts? I think scaling down is great. I think if you can acknowledge within yourself that it's time to do that, it, it's beautiful, but I'm going to change the scaling down mindset just a just a little bit. You have a company that's doing well. We'll just go, we'll just go residential work because it's majority of people start. And so my business was 50-50. Now, I'm the first to tell you I did not manage my business a hundred percent the way I would today, but that just comes with growth and being old and having gray hair. If you've grown to a point where you just can't handle everything, let's scale down differently this way. You had something that was working. Go back to that. If you can know where that is, go back to it. Then, I think Kathy will understand this, create another wing. So what I did is I had residential guys and gals, and then I had commercial guys and gals. I never, at the beginning I did. So this was my scaling down, but I didn't look at it as scaling down. I made two entities. I had Splash Painting, the residential company, and then I had Splash Painting, the commercial company. I hired specifically for those contractors to do the commercial work. Then I had my, because you confuse your employees on what you're doing. Like I said, I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm everything I share is because I've learned and said, oh, that was dumb. Let me fix this. Like, how do I fix it? But, but if you're truly looking at scaling down, I think, I believe this wholeheartedly, you have people within your organization of your business that may not be suited for the job role that they're in. Mm -hmm. And if you're smart enough to understand, and what I mean by this, when you're smart enough, is that smart enough to have the conversation. Hey, Julie, you know, we're, we're not getting the production that we want from you. You are really great at this. I actually need someone to handle this for me within the work. You know, you you aren't being degraded because in my point of view as the owner, I'm upgrading you because I need you to handle, we'll just say social media. I need you to handle that social media. Can you do that? These roles are this. Have that conversation with them. Mm -hmm. In a sense, you're not scaling down its chest. You're moving your pawns to a different location on the board within your business to do that. That way you're not firing people. That's the worst thing. Uh, honestly, out of everything I've ever done, the worst thing was to go up to someone, I did a lot, and fire them. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at where was their strengths at? Like I had dudes that loved getting on the roof and I had guys that hated it. So the guys that hated it became my preppers, you know, in the low end. So whoever was on the roof or up high could do what they what they were wanting to. I think it's just more of a chess game. Um, but if scalability to you is letting go of people and and that's where you are, I think it's great, but why? Can you write down on your phone, can you go grab a beer with your best friend if you drink, you know, coffee, whatever? Can you go and 
have a conversation verbally before you get to the point of scaling down. You need to verbally speak it. Back to the vacation. I think this is the, we should call this vacation talk. Mm-hmm. But you haven't had time to think. Because again, everything is so boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies, I feel, hurt themselves and they endanger their ability to be successful because they make such knee-jerk reactions. Right. And I think it also has to do with the economy. You know, if if you have a thriving business and lots of team members and then the economy changes for whatever reason, and it is cyclical, so it it can do that. There's nothing, there's no shame in downsizing and cutting back your expenses and thriving within that environment. And then as soon as the economy comes back up again, you start hiring and expanding again. So I think if it's well thought out and there's a plan, because I can remember I had a cousin who was an architect and he did um, commercial. And so he had this thriving business and they were all over the place. And then the economy crashed. He didn't shut down his organization. What he did was he rented out some of his office space because he had a big office and he got all his A players together, kept them, was able to thrive. And now his organization is triple what it was before the downturn. But so there's no shame in being flexible and fluid depending on your environment. Yeah, I don't. I don't I want to say this the right way because it's it's going to hurt some feels. As a contractor, what the economy does doesn't necessarily affect you the way you think it does. The way that the way that mainstream society pushes it to you narratively that it does. And this is why we've been shut down now, we meaning me and the mouse in my pocket for over 2 years. I get phone calls every day for work. Wow. Literally almost every day. I'm getting emails. I have an airplane hangar in Nevada. I could go paint right now. A quick $60,000. Take me a month. But I constantly, I I was just at an event. I was speaking at Sherwin-Williams locally here in Utah. And there were 45 painters that had registered to sign up. Sherwin-Williams holds these events all the time. In your local area, they do every year. Seven companies showed up. Of those seven companies that showed up, only two were on social media. Of those seven companies, only one had Google. So I don't believe... What do you mean one What one had Google? Had Google what? One of them had a Google business page oh. registered and set up. Wow. The other ones didn't even know that it was free. And oh, wow. so... When you say the economy is downplaying, I'm going to checkmate you and say, you don't know how to market. Right. You aren't using the tools that are free. Like that that event I did, I spoke 100% on free marketing as a, as a paint company. Like what you can do. What I talk about is what you can do in every line of business. If I'm still getting phone calls and I'm off of Google for two years, One, I probably made a good name for myself. So kudos to me. Congratulations. But people are still seeing my work. They're still seeing what we did. 
that's where social media comes into play and manning social media the right way. Because I do believe as a business owner, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. It's like trying to play basketball, but with a football. You know, Callie, she's really good. She can launch it. You can launch a half court shot with a football if you do it enough. But it doesn't mean it's going to work 100% of the time, you know? So when the economy is down, and I think you said your family member did that, they're they're smart. They understood that. Mm-hmm. We need to stop being as contractors so knee-jerk reaction to what you think. The other thing I'll tell people is, and I did this, and it your money changes. Just like when you're when you're at home, what you bring in changes. So if you had a white collar job and you were making 22 an hour, you know what your paycheck is every week. It doesn't change. The most beautiful thing about a contractor is we can make money appear quicker than most people. It just takes work and, and understanding that we want to do the work. But I talked to painters like, well, I would typically charge $12,500 for it. Well, if you're hearing, because you're listening, that the economy is changing, people are losing jobs or whatever, lower your price, but book two houses. So if you have a one house that's $12,000 a week and you can go out, math, we'll just make the math simple. So maths together, you give a bit of $7,000, but you have another house at $7,000. You now have $14,000 for the company instead of 12. And a lot of a lot of contracts have needles like, well, that's what I was doing when I started out. It's okay to lower your prices based on where your economics are within where you live at. If you move your business, if you are constantly a great contract will ask this question on a job site or on a, a bid. Hey, if I lose a bid, I, that Kathy, I'm just curious, where were we not meeting at to get this job? Mm-hmm. Some of them are really honest. Say, Hey, I just didn't like you, which is whatever. Others may say, hey, you know, we found someone that was $6,000. What that does is give you a pinpoint idea of where you need to be at. Let's say that was $7,000 she took and not the twelve. Think to yourself, well, the economy is slowing down. I'll lower my pricing because then what you also have the ability to do is hire more people. See what I did there? You now have two jobs that are $14,000 a week. At more employees, maybe like, well, if you hire more employees, you don't have enough money to pay them. The math actually maths out right. If you do it the right way, you, you're making more money as the business owner and you scaled up without having to scale anywhere in the right. vicinity of scaling down. I do think scaling down is great because people get tired of it. Yep. You get, I think, Chris, what you're talking about when you hear people say this, down, I think people get tired of the nonsense of being a contractor. Customers not paying them, not feeling like you're, you know, getting your bids in properly, not feeling like people are showing up when they want to. You know, the homeowner constantly complaining because Chris left tape on the ceiling. Now you have to go get a 10 foot ladder and go back to the job site that's 45 minutes away. Now Chris is three hours late for work. Like those things are headaches, you know. Put Chris in a different position. Don't let him touch tape and scale differently. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> He's wrapping himself up as a mummy. We can't, we <laughs> can't afford right. to lose all that tape. <laughs> that's right. No, but does that, I mean, does that make, yes. does that yes. make sense though? Like yeah. where you, you have opportunities. Right. Yeah. Just got to change the narrative or your point right. of view on it. 
Splash, it is so much fun talking to you. Yeah. Where can people find you? I am on all the platforms, the real Splash, everywhere. Username, that's one of my, if you're listening, if you're a contractor right now, make sure your usernames are all the same. Yes. And put yeah. it in your Google page. It's important. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. We'll continue again, I'm sure, down the road. Yeah. Much love to you guys. Have fun and be safe. Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors is a product of Estimate Rocket sales and job management software. Manage the chaos and rocket your business to the next level. Check us out at EstimateRocket.com. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.